Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bitly and Murata Mornings, Social Studies. Brought to you by CarolHasTheFires.com. Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. Time for some social studies. That's where we explore what's going on. On our Twitter account at Bickley underscore Murata and Sarah Cazell, the curator of all the gold. Mm, yes. Here to take us through it. Hi, Sarah. Gold. Hello. The gold. Asian the gold. gold. I love gold. <laughs> the taste of it. The smell of it. The feel of it. <laughs> Incredible. Welcome into Social Studies, everyone. We are on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata. Bickley underscore Murata. Our personal accounts are linked in the bio as well. Of course, we got to start out talking. Talking about the Phoenix Suns, a very exciting time. They are hoping to lock in a top four seed this week. Uh, we already know that they will not drop into play-in tournament territory, but I believe it's they need two more wins to get the fourth seed or a top four seed, I should say. Yep. All right. In the last four games, including tonight against the San Antonio Spurs, open-ended question, guys. What are some very specific things that you are hoping to see from the Suns in this final stretch? I want to see more consistency from some of the guys that are going to be counted on to hit some shots. <laughs> the Such Ter- as? The Terrence Ross experience is the Terrence Ross experience. Some nights he'll come out and hit for 30. Mm. Uh, and he not only didn't score in the game against Oklahoma City on Sunday, he looked kind of tentative to shoot the ball. And that's been... Chris Paul even talked about this in his, in his post-game television interview where he was mad at himself for passing up some some open threes because he's just not used to it. Um, that's something. Like the Suns shoot it with confidence. Um, I think that's going to go a long way to, to building yeah. that confidence in those guys moving forward. But that's one thing I want to see. Uh, I want to see them get two victories and lock down the top four seed. That's obvious. That's just math. I would like them to play a high-leverage game to kind of get better prep for what's coming. I don't know if that game is going to happen. Okay. And what's interesting to me is about five, six, seven games ago, there was a lot of consternation about the Suns' schedule, how it was by far the toughest of all the you know contenders and all that uh-huh. kind of thing. They they've managed that very well to the point now where they can they can you know they can. They, they can manage this the way they want if they take care of business in the next couple of games. I just, it, the lack of high leverage games, I, I hope doesn't come back to hurt them. I think they were game for one last Friday yeah. night when you uh-huh. and I were at the game yeah. with Revitalize. They tried to make it one. Tried to make right. it one, but the Nuggets didn't oblige. So they've got the Spurs tonight, the Nuggets again on Thursday. Mm-hmm. They are at the Lakers on Friday and then at home for the final game of the regular season against the Clippers. Which do you think is most likely to, to provide the potential for a high leverage game? Yeah, I, I think the maybe the road game at the Lakers, the Lakers. if the Suns need it. Uh, but maybe that Nuggets game. I, but again, I don't know what the Nuggets are going to put out there. Right. I, it might be tonight. Honestly. I mean, San Antonio's not good. And I I mean, I looked at their roster yesterday and you're just like, Ooh. Keldon Johnson might not play. But they put 142 points up on Sacramento the other day. So right. anything's possible <laughs> in the NBA. Anything is possible. <laughs> All right, we're getting uh, our listeners' input here. Specific things they are hoping to see from the Suns over the final four games of the regular season. A.N. says he wants to see better starts to each quarter and better rebounding. Stoic Dog says no injuries, please. Yeah, yeah, it is good, and it's a, a very fun um, dog. Avi wearing it looks like an old school like polo sweater. All right. 
Yeah. Hey, stoic dog. A dog tweeted us. Can you believe that? <laughs> well, did you see that your boy Elon added the Dogecoin symbol, dog, <laughs> I did see to that. Twitter's main page now? That's right. So whenever you open menu. Twitter, it's there. Yeah. I did notice and that. you can't get rid of it. Yeah. Sean Snyman wants to see, like Vic said, two wins that will lock up the four seed. Absolutely. Jildo says, some mental toughness, please. That Denver game on Friday really bothered me. Uh, Bill Gentz wants to see them play a complete game. Start strong. Do not lose the big lead. Josh Nugin, Nuwan. Sorry, I messed up your name big time. Tell me how to say it. He says he wants to see D.A. being an animal in the paint, but maybe that's wishful thinking, he writes. Uh, Finally, from James Guile, he wants to see continuity and uh, the team showing signs of excitement heading into the playoffs and giving other teams something to ponder. All right. Instilling the fear. Absolutely. Next question. Earlier in the show, and just in the last segment, we were lamenting Scott McGuff's blown save last night. He gave up back-to-back home runs in the bottom of the ninth for a 5-4 loss to the Padres. You guys remarked that bullpen by committee is rarely a good time. Uh, so we're asking for the well, scary... closer by committee. They're closer. Oh, yes. Yeah, every, yeah. every bullpen closer is by a committee. committee yes. Really. It, Correct. Come that's, on, that's, Jared. That's, yeah, that was a. That's fine. <laughs> Closer. No, I shouldn't figure. Yeah, we're asking for the scariest <laughs> words or collection of words in sports, such as "closer by a committee." Uh, one that always scares me. It's probably showing up in the in the thread. Forearm tightness. Ooh, that's a good one. Are Chilling. Platoon system. Ah! Yeah. That's a sign of trouble. Two-headed quarterback. Dr. James Andrews. Yeah, a lot of people wrote Dr. James Andrews. Good one, including Paul Shreel. You got to give the other team credit, says Brandon Pirro. They had a good plan, right? Uh, Non-contact injury was another popular one. Tyler Meisterheim wrote that. That That's a good one. A college coach saying we have two quarterbacks or we have three quarterbacks. Matt wrote that in. Back, 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 back. Wait, is that Chris Berman or Gambo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's both. Back, back, back. Uh, Citizen Mike says the scariest words in sports are being reevaluated. Yeah, that's never a yep. good time. Second opinion. Yep, getting an MRI tomorrow. Third opinion. <laughs> Swiss Army knife. That yeah, certainly triggers people here in Arizona these mm-hmm. days. And how about this one from Bobby? The players will have to figure it out for themselves. That's never a good time. <laughs> All right, let's get to our final question. Uh, tonight is the Masters dinner. Is that right, Dan Bickley? That, that is correct. All right, we've got what's on the menu for tonight. We have cheeseburger sliders and firecracker shrimp tortilla Ooh. soup. Texas ribeye steak or blackened redfish, and then a chocolate chip cookie skillet. I gotta say, slow clap for, for Scotty Scheffler. That's, that's a great Solid menu, menu my man. I mean, no we've, we've, we've gone over this before. I would go filet over a ribeye, but that's just me. Okay, so we're picking our master's dinner uh, layout, our meals. What are you guys getting for your master's dinner? What's on the menu? She needs an appetizer, entree, dessert. 
Jared, why don't you tackle this? This is in your Jared's wheelhouse. Not mine. This all morning since we brought. Oh. Oh. I know. I'm hungry reading these responses. I, I here, you read read some and I'll, okay. then I'll I... Deliverance DFS. Whew. Blackened cowboy ribeye with a side of shrimp and grits. For dessert, a raspberry pie with vanilla ice cream. Dude. That sounds pretty good. So good. Clint Except from for the to- fruit pie. Oh, raspberry no, pie? No, I'm not a fruit pie guy. I'm not a fruit pie guy. I'll take your slice. Ooh, yeah. Clint from Tulsa would have shrimp tacos and elote. Yum. Michael would have paella. Do I smell tacos? Wrote in. <laughs> I'm from Chicago, so I'll say Italian beef dipped with hot peppers. Perhaps some old style beer. Dan Bickley, <laughs> does that speak to you? Oh, always. Not so much the old style, but the the Italian okay. sausage, absolutely. Okay. BG487 would get prime rib and lobster. Can't go our, wrong there. No, you really can't. Dave Burns, our guy Dave Burns, would have sushi and deep dish pizza. That's quite the combo, Burnsy. Very fascinating combo. Dave, you may be pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba Watson, by the way, Bu- Bubba Watson was the guy that was uh, was largely um, largely heralded as having the worst champions dinner. Oh, Ooh, no. what was on that? Caesar salad, grilled chicken, green beans, mashed oh. potatoes, corn, mac and cheese, cornbread, and the dessert of confetti cake and vanilla ice cream. Wow, that's, that's real. Boring. Okay. That's like very boring. Sounds yeah. like a school cafeteria menu. Yes, yeah. it does. All of those things can be good, but that's your master's menu, right? When I mean, you can that. get anything at all, yeah. Mm. Um, I think Big Ryan Knowles might win for me. He wrote in surf and turf, corn on the cob, loaded mashed potatoes, and Caesar salad with a bunt cake for dessert. My favorite answer is from social studies class clown. Let's hear it. Autumnal soup, beef jerky, Oreos, and sweet bippy pickle tortilla. Oh, that's beautiful. That's I love beautiful. That's sweet everything. bippy pickle tortilla. That's got everything. You bet your bippy. <laughs> so, Jared, what's your menu? I think I would have shrimp cocktail and yum hmm, mussels and clams like in a in a white wine sauce yeah, as appetizers okay. okay i'd have a big sort of like porterhouse steak okay with um Penne arabietta, I think it's pronounced a spicy tomato sauce. Ooh. And penne. I don't know if I have to have a vegetable of some sort. Maybe it's some, some sort of chopped Italian salad okay. with like salami and, and mozzarella and stuff. And then for dessert, uh, peach cobbler with Ooh. Uh, vanilla ice cream, homemade whipped cream, and uh, malted uh, milkshakes. Wow! Now, I, 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 that's a that's a solid. that's a good little thing at the end. The malted milkshakes. That's, that's, that's good. a good oh, touch. Where's the asparagus, Ferret? Well, I don't so want to ruin everybody. We can all enjoy night. the champions' dinner later. <laughs> yeah, Jared, <laughs> Jared probably gives it a southern touch. <laughs> yes. Could you could you try winning something, Jarrett, so we can I know. have that meal? Yeah, right. So I'm having terrible. I'm having something. bad heartburn right now, or I would have had more like chicken parmesan and yeah. Italian sausage and stuff in there. <laughs> heartburn at nine thirteen. Where'd you get that heartburn from, Jarrett? Was that leftover from last night? I, I've been having heartburn for a while, and instead of just like eating neutral foods, I, like last night I had like garlic bratwurst and baked beans for dinner. Hey, peppers and onions. Garlic bratwurst? Is that a thing? That sounds amazing. You're committed yes. to the bit, Jared. I respect it. I, I too, would accept heartburn for that meal. Yeah, that sounds good. There you go. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks Thank for you, being guys. chimed in on social studies. At Bickley underscore Murata on Twitter is where that goes down. Coming up next.
Suns can clinch a playoff spot with a win tonight. Can they get it done against the Spurs? We'll take a look at the Phoenix Suns next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. Yeah, it's definitely room to grow. I mean, the more rest we can get, the better we can get. You know, DA is a huge target. And, um, he can he has touch out to the midi, so if we can get him the ball and in this position to score, then that's gonna make us even more dangerous. And uh, you know, sometimes I'll draft him in his man gonna come up and help sometimes to test my middle and shots and I can dump it off. So I could be more better. I could be I could be better in those situations and be more patient. Uh, wait for DA a little bit more in the post, uh, but we're gonna get better. Kevin Durant of the uh, Phoenix Suns following. Sunday's win against the Oklahoma City Thunder talking about growing chemistry with uh, DeAndre Ayton. And it's not just a, a Durant-Ayton thing. I think it's a Durant-Booker thing. I think it's a Durant-Paul thing. That was one of the real positive signs from that win on Sunday, Bick, was the Chris Paul-Kevin Durant connection mm-hmm. late in that game where you saw the elite court vision from Chris Paul. You saw a questionable defensive strategy by Oklahoma City, but it got exploited. When you leave Kevin Durant open in the corner, Chris Paul's going to find him. For him to hit those two big threes, uh, that's a sign of the chemistry. And you don't really doubt the chemistry. You're talking about right. two of the all-time legends of mm-hmm. the game who are uh, you know, just multifaceted skill-wise. But to see that chemistry growing is pretty exciting. And normally at this time of the season, this is one of the things that we're going through right now. This Kevin Durant thing in the lineup is still so new. At this point of the season, I think fatigue could set in. You're like, ah, let's get to the playoffs already. I'm not quite there. I want to watch this team play a lot of regular season basketball together. Yeah, no, listen, there is obviously some value to it. It's not, it has nothing to do with Kevin Durant. It's about everybody else around Kevin Durant, particularly the lesser guys um, on this basketball team. And and how are they going to be? Because when the playoffs begin and you get into a series, now you're going to get teams that target you and throw wrinkles at you and, mm-hmm. and try different strategies. And, and we know what that's all about. And then on top of it, the pressure of these games once the playoffs begin, they're going to be it's the pressure is going to be through the roof and so it's it's what's that going to do to the comfort level of the people around Kevin Durant I know KD is going to handle it fine KD has proven himself to be a clutch dude in the NBA and and I think that is that's the shining light in all of this this is why if if it were up to me I do not re-engineer the trade for Mikel Bridges I do not hit reset and and take a mulligan on it because we've got a guy that that can do it on the biggest stage in the biggest moments, and he's proven yeah. that. And and so I don't worry about him at all. It just when this when the pressure ramps up, it's gonna be it's gonna be something. And I don't know how these these other players who are not named Devin Booker, Chris Paul, or Kevin Durant gonna handle it. So we'll see. Yeah, um, I think those are valid questions. And, and we did look. We revisited things trade wise based on the Mikel Bridges question earlier in the show. And I'm glad you stated it as clearly as you just did. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I, I'm not saying the the Suns should regret the trade, or I regret the trade that the Suns made. I'm just going back to what could have been, maybe with Mikel Bridges. Had you know, had they recognized this offensive ability, or just ask, obviously he's got offensive ability, but asked him to play a different role, mm-hmm. would this trade have been deemed necessary? 
by Matt Ishby of the day that he took over the team. Uh, I'm not sure. Wow. Uh, yeah. I will stand by my uh, assertion that had the Suns remained together as they were before the trade deadline, I don't think a championship would be in the cards this year. That's just the way I feel. Yeah. Obviously, we'll never have any way no. of finding that out. I believe they are on a short list of teams that can win a championship this year. Uh, yes. As, as currently yes. constructed. Yes. And and yet, the chances are they're going to have a real gnarly first-round matchup. <laughs> right? You ain't kidding. Could be the Lakers, could be the Warriors, could be the Pelicans. All three of those teams would scare the heck out could of me. Could be the Clippers. Clippers are goofy. What'd you they, find out on Paul George's broken uh, leg? Anything? Not a. <laughs> it's not broken. My leg. It's not broken. Uh, but those teams, um, there's there's question marks and mystery with all of them. Uh-huh. Could Zion Williamson yeah. come back for a playoff push? Could Paul George come back for a playoff push? The Lakers kind of rebuilt themselves. Andrew Wiggins getting plopped back into the lineup. Yep. I mean that's. Four very, very challenging first-round opponents. Yes, and then and then if it's that Golden State matchup, what? How how will that affect KD psychologically? Uh-huh. That's the wild card in all of it. What's that going to be like for him going up against them? And if you say he's so he's such a veteran, he's such an all-time great, that kind of stuff wouldn't bother him. He admitted even his first home game with the Suns that he was in his own head, and that's yeah. why he did oh, so bad. It, so y- stuff yes. can happen. Yes. But, I mean, in his head for a different reason. It wasn't because of a, a hostile crowd or history with the opponent he was playing. I think he just wanted to make an impression. Yeah. It, and it, he it, never touched right. on it, and he never elaborated on it. But we speculated. You get hurt in your pregame warm-up before your home debut with your new team where you're happy to be, there's got to be a level of embarrassment there. And I think that mm-hmm. that level of whatever it was probably put more internal pressure, individual pressure on Kevin Durant to perform. Mm-hmm. He, didn't, he didn't look like himself in no, that game. No, no. I th- yes, I think he was in his own head because, I, yeah, I, I think there was a lot of nervousness. And, and I'll say it again. I'll give you credit for this. You, you kind of, you were of the same mindset. You kind of smelled trouble with the thing. It was just too much hype. And, and it was just weird. And it was coming so late in the season. And and it was just something that had that that Kevin Durant had to get in the rearview mirror. It is not a coincidence that the, his home day is one of the home debut is one of the worst basketball games he's played in a long time. Yeah, definitely, probably the worst game he played all year. Uh, we'll see a different Kevin Durant tonight. Suns and Spurs with a playoff spot uh, guarantee on the line for the Suns with a win or a Golden State loss uh, tonight. Seven o'clock, six thirty pregame on the Arizona Sports app and ninety eight seven. Coming up next. It is Tuesday. It is time to roll out another edition of Mustache. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do it. So stupid. It's Bigley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. We are talking Diamondbacks baseball as we check out today's daily poll question on ArizonaSports.com. We do it every single day at 930. And guys, I'm going to ask you now, should the Diamondbacks use Dre Jameson as a closer? Yes, the D-backs would have won games like last night, which I just mentioned in the update. Scott McGuff gave up two solo shots in the bottom of the ninth. 
Or no, don't use Dre Jameson. His potential as a starter is too valuable. We saw him go four innings against the Dodgers on Friday. Yeah, his future is as a starter, and that might be happening very soon. The answer is no. Don't use Dre Jameson as a closer and, and blur those lines. Absolutely not. Those are deceptive choices, too. Yes. They would have won games. Like, didn't they lose the other two games by, like, 15 combined runs? A whole bunch yes. of runs. Uh-huh. Yes. All right. Are you, no. You agree Don't with that, Vic? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, 58% disagree. They say, yeah, we would have won games like last night if you used Dre Jameson. That's one game. It's frustrating, I get it, but find somebody else that can close a game. Right. Don't, don't use the guy that's going to be one of the aces of your staff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 42% say no, hold on to him, too valuable. All right. I disagree with the results vehemently, but you can change them by voting on today's Sanderson Ford poll question at uh, the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Mustache. Not a mustache. Oh, mustache, oh, mustache, oh, mustache, big mustache, thick mustache, my mustache, your mustache, say the word, the word mustache, oh, mustache, oh, mustache, now we both have said mustache, oh, mustache, oh, mustache, if you only got a mustache. That's your mom, and she's got a mustache. <laughs> oh, I haven't heard that version in a while, because it's a special edition of America's Fastest Growing Facial Related Quiz Sensation Mustache. <laughs> I will be presenting Bickley and Murata with a soundbite from a movie, a TV show, an interview, or a song. They will have to tell me whether the person that's talking or singing has a mustache or does not have a mustache. They get a bonus point if they correctly identify the person first when the 10 wins. Today's topic, because of all all the talk about Caitlin Clark and LSU and everything going on. This is all things having to do with trash talk. Ooh. Trash talk, talking smack, boasting, insults, everything like that. All so right. uh, last week, I believe... Uh, you don't Bickley believe. Dan Bickley won. Yeah. If you let me finish one of them. You believe then, uh, what? Tell me what you Dan, believe. Dan, would you like to go first By or second? nearly nailing the uh, tiebreaker question oh, yeah, that's down right. to the mile. That's yes. right. Yes. Yes, I'll go first. You would like to go first, and we'll start with this. Tough one. Yeah, a real tough one. Never heard that guy before. Uh-huh. Freddie Mercury, what a great mustache that but, is. Okay. He does not have a mustache in that song. Oh. That okay. song is from 1976. He did not grow his mustache until 1980. Wow. Is that right? Wow. wow. I did not know that. I actually, okay. for once in my life, he, he performed it at Live Aid with a mustache, but that is the recorded original version. Wow. Okay. So I just had to put that out there. So you did get one point, though. It is Freddie Mercury, of course. Vince. Derek's getting vengeful now. No, 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 no. Not yeah. vengeful yeah. at all. I just wanted to. It's okay. Because oftentimes, you know, I don't do the research. I actually. So made sure to make have that one right. All right, Vince. Yes. That is Justin Timberlake. And you never know with this guy. Is it mustache? Is it 
you know, clean shaven? Is it stubble? I'm going to say mustache. You're going to be incorrect wow, on okay. that. Wow. And we have a one-to-one start. We're off wow. to a slow start. Dan? We're shooting like yes. San Diego State. Oh, oh, yeah, oh man, oh. that was a brutal start. All right, All right. Uh, you know, in basketball terminology, it's, that's what they call this. You know, somebody get dunked on. But it was on three people. Uh, it was, um, you know, they were, they were in position. It was just a better catch by I. <laughs> uh, that would be DeAndre Hopkins, not a mustache. That would be DeAndre Hopkins. With a mustache? With a thin mustache. Oh, really? Okay. This wow. was This was wow. verified by Sarah. Okay. It is a very thin All right. crispy mustache. Okay. I would have guessed the same way you did, Ben. All right. 2-1. Vince. Defensive struggle. Yes, this is a trash-talking edition. What is this, a Mason's convention? Oh. What? Clank, clank. I need like a welding torch to play in this league here. I got an idea. Let's stop right now and let's just gather up all these bricks and let's build a shelter for the homeless so that maybe your mother has a place to live, all right? And your sister, too. I want your mother and your sister out of my house immediately. Uh, that is Woody Harrelson. From uh, White Men Can't Jump, not a mustache. That is correct. All right, Dan. Yes. Leonard Skinner, Ronnie Van Zant, mustache. All right. Back on track here. Yes. 4-3 Beck. I'm too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. So sexy it hurts. And I'm too sexy for Milan. Too sexy for Milan. New York and Japan. Is that really trash talk? <laughs> yeah. I was talking about it's too sexy for things. Okay. Uh, I would say trash music, but uh, that's yeah, well, I'd agree with that. Euro trash music. That is a right said Fred, not a mustache. That is correct. It looks a lot like Vin Diesel, that character. All right. Trash talk edition, Dan Bickley. Well, I'm the best one in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Who was talking about you? Crabtree, don't you want me on my fucking best? Love that cut. Richard Sherman mustache. All right, you got it. Aaron Andrews, not a mustache. (laughs) 6'5 Beck. We play seesaw on mustache, not a mustache. Vinny. Yeah? I don't want to talk to you no more, you empty-headed animal food trough whopper. I fart in your gender direction. Your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberries. Oh, another weak spot of mine. I know it's it's Monty Python, right? I'm, I'm not going to give you any hint. That's Monty Python is a group of people. Yes, I know, but I don't know the exact character. I'm going to say mustache. Mustache is correct. Yeah. Do you have a guess or no? On the person. Apparently not. <laughs> John Cleese. John that Cleese. Was John Cleese? That was John Cleese as a Frenchman in the uh, castle in the Holy Grail movie. Noted only, Utah jazz fan, John Cleese. I only saw it one time. Noted noted friend of Dan Bickley and this yeah. show, John Cleese. All right. We're down to the last six, two. It's six. a tie. Woo! 
I think it's going to the tiebreaker. <laughs> Dan? Yes. Song that always annoyed the heck out of me because he says break it down and the song gets faster. <laughs> <laughs> MC Hammer with a mustache. That is correct. <laughs> All right, for the tie. On. For the tie. I feel like JaVale McGee right now. And you, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, well, you, <laughs> here you go, Vinny. I had to do it. Had to do it. You can't. That was yes. the last trash talking clue you could have come up with. Yes. Well, it was the you can't see me gesture was what started all of this yeah. with everything. Interesting. That's a clue right there. I had no idea. Vic wins. You have no oh, guess. You- I, I thought you would. I thought you'd be able to figure this one out with your just your. Uh, let, me, let me hear it one more time. Very okay. The lyric you don't, is you don't know. You don't know it. You don't know. You don't know it. You don't know. You don't know it. I don't know it. <laughs> you can't see me. Who says you can't see me? What, what was that gesture famous from? Is a, that is that wrestler, actually the wrestler? That is wrestler singing, John, John Cena. Cena. That is his theme. That? that is him singing the song. That is the song. gesture made famous I knew by it him. Came from Copied him, but I by Caitlin Clark. Copied by the LSU women's team. Oh, here you go. See and Daniel sung this, by this John is, Cena. This is a wrestling clapback from yesterday. This, you are exacting revenge. Oh, I don't know. No, no, there's there's no there is no revenge. revenge. It is nothing. I I have nothing but dignity, grace. No, because and the winner is Dan Bickley on. I'm putting this over the curb. This is a this was vengeance. Grab your leather jacket and your water skis because mustache, not a mustache. Just jump the I thought you would have been able to figure that out. I didn't know he had a song. You thought I hated wrestling yesterday? Yeah, I know. Now we're in trouble. Never talking about it now. close this mess out next. With a segment destroying Jared and all things wrestling. Stick around, folks. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Weekly and Murata. Song of the day. answer to that crap clue. This is the song that John Bloom did his David Johnson parody to. Did you ever hear that? Were you there for that one? I'm sure I was. I'm sure I put it past me. This is that 80s synth pop crap that you referenced yesterday. New wave crap. New wave crap, yes. Hey, Beck. From our first album. You know what I want for my master's dinner? What do you want? Beef. (laughs) Fight it out. Sarah, fight it out. You were an impartial judge. Did Jarrett Carlin have an agenda on mustache? No. Mustache today. Was that a hate clue? (laughs) No, no, I, I... I absolutely did pick that clue on purpose, but I, I thought I, 
I legitimately 100%. I do not pick clues unless I think you're going to get them. I think I it I think it, 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 it reeked and smacked of that moment that you blurted out, I hate you. <laughs> that was... That, oh, that, that was very well, that real, famous, Jared. That famous time, it was supposed to be... I was supposed to be coming across so over the top that it was ridiculous with the I hate you, because I would never say that to anyone. <laughs> the John, not the John Cena thing, I, I, I thought you knew John Cena, that he was famous for that catchphrase and would have figured out that that was him. So. Yeah, I, I assume that you would have guessed that. I did not know John Cena had a song, or that yeah, he sang a song, but hearing that lyric, I would have I guess thought I, you would have guessed John had Cena. Had I like thumbed through the, uh, the catalog that I brought up yesterday for the song of the day, I probably would have figured that Maybe, out. Maybe, yes. And you wouldn't have I don't think that was the, right, the same era, but yeah. yeah. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> a little classic Depeche Mode. Uh, just can't get enough. Today's song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. Um... The NCAA tournament wrapped up last night. UConn uh, made mincemeat of San Diego State. They made mincemeat of everybody. Uh, they won their six games in the tournament by an average of 20 points, or only, I think, the fifth team to do that, to uh, have double-digit wins in all of their <laughs> wins. <laughs> oh, let me turn that mic off, sorry. <laughs> that was San Diego State to going title. to the locker room at halftime. Choking. Um, I thought this was very interesting, that... Of the four championships that UConn has won, or their five championships, mm-hmm. that was their fourth straight in the state of Texas, where the Final Four. What? In 2004, the Final Four was in San Antonio, they won. In 2011, it was in Houston, they won. In 2014, it was in Arlington, and they won. In 2023, it was, again, in Houston again. Isn't that weird? That's very odd. Isn't that weird? That's very, very odd. So does that mean pencil them in for 2025? Yes. And when it goes back in to San, San Antonio? Antonio. Wow. I'm picking UConn. I'm filling out my bracket for 2025 yeah. today. All right. <laughs> it's here it's next good. year, by the way. We haven't really talked about that. And I haven't done the research on this yet. Maybe somebody else has. The uh, On their way to the championship, they played only one top three seed the whole time. And they beat all three. Uh, they beat three five seeds. Wow! I'm sure, that's never happened. They beat St. Mary's, Miami, and San Diego State. In addition to 13th seeded Iona, eighth seeded Arkansas, and then uh, third seeded Gonzaga. Oh, huh. weird. Okay, yeah, it is weird. Wrapped up a whole weird thing. Uh, Jarrett, I think you pointed this out on the uh, the communicator. Yes. I guess we have an, an update on the Jill Biden story. Hmm. Jill Biden, the first lady. Wife of President Joe Biden said, uh, you know what? We should have LSU and Iowa both come. Bad the, idea. Uh, the White House, because Iowa played so well. <laughs> Angel Reese of LSU was like, this is a joke. I agree with that. That is a joke. You don't reward the runner-up in any sporting event with a no. trip to the White House. No. Uh, apparently, there's an update. It's only going to be UConn's men and LSU's women going to the yeah. the White House. Only yeah. the winners. Yeah. Only the winners. Okay. That's the way it should be. And like I said, you can you know, invite Caitlin Clark for her accomplishments. Being At a separate time. Athlete yeah. of the year yeah. and all this stuff. If, 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 LSU, time, yeah. if LSU, uh, if their players felt like they were not even part of the narrative going into the championship game, which some of them clearly did, then could you imagine them having to share that reward? 
Right. Ugh. No, it's yeah, that's that's not an cool. insult. Yeah, it's an insult. Exactly. By the way, the big night for the Phoenix Suns tonight. Al McCoy is going to be on the television broadcast in the second quarter. We've got that heads up from Brett Hansen at Valley Sports. Did you say for the full second quarter? I believe so. With, As a simulcast? Uh, with K. Ray and Eddie Johnson. That's what I believe. Oh. Oh. Interesting. So Bloom is going to step in on the radio? I guess uh, he'll do the second quarter. And, and longtime Suns fans will remember this. And I don't know when it stopped, but my childhood and teenage years, that's the soundtrack of the Suns, was whether you had it on the radio or you had it on television, you heard Al McCoy because it was a simulcast. Even my fr- my friends who grew up here, yeah, uh, remember that they what a shot, what a burger, yeah, and they and they split it off to have uh, different properties. That'll be cool. So this is um, what the th- third to last home game this season before the playoffs, and we know mm-hmm. Al has uh, announced his retirement at the end of the season. So a treat for the television viewing audience yeah. to get Al McCoy How back about on the that? TV, and we could talk to Al about it tomorrow when he joins That's us right. for Al about the Suns. There you go. That's going to do it for us on this uh, Tuesday. Thanks to Howard Beck, to Shane Doan. Yes, and Vince tweeted out the fight. I retweeted it, so check out Shane Doan's fight. Shane held his own. It went over 40 seconds. Nobody went to the ice. Pretty good fight. Yeah. (laughs) Now I want to watch him against Dustin Bufflin next. (laughs) We will catch you tomorrow morning at uh, 6. Don't go anywhere. Wolf and Luke are up next here on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Have a great day, everybody.